It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey now, and howdy. (laughs) Hey now, and howdy. Welcome to the After 9 Podcast. Scott and Kat, you found it. I know there's some people who have been listening to this podcast for years, and then there's others who are brand new. And I'm seeing some people go back and binge listening some of the older episodes. Great. Thank you. Feel free. There's, a, what, 165, 166 episodes now? Yeah. Like over a thousand hours of podcasts that you can go back and listen to if you would like. Welcome to the show. Welcome. One of these days we will put together like a best of the best of the best of the podcasts, I think. Are you going to do that? That's, that's a lot well, of time. Well, that's what I mean. Through. It is a lot of time, but we'll have to we'll have to figure that out because a lot of people are asking or saying that they want a super long podcast of the best. I've had a couple of comments about that. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is, I mean, it's a lot of work, but we'll, we're, we're working toward it. Let's just put it that way. And at some point in 2020, we hope to get that out for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have DMs. Do we have time to read DMs? Sure we do. Okay. Yeah, we can always make time for DMs. I, and then I have a question for you because I got a DM. I've, I've never had this happen to me before. So you, you start with yours okay guys love after nine love 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 it can you make them longer okay well we get this question all the time can we make them longer so here's the problem we cannot necessarily do them longer because when we do people complain "Ah, i can't hear the whole thing Mm -hmm. i have a half hour drive and or an hour drive and i like to listen to joe rogan or i like to listen to such and such as well so we try and keep them around 20 minutes right speaking of joe rogan he's making 157 million dollars a year off of his podcast yeah 157 million. Yeah. Here's one from Daniel. Monday's podcast was a perfect length. 40 minutes long is just the right amount of time for a podcast. I love it. Well, I mean, I'm going to file that one under nobody asked you. And And look, some days we will talk longer and some days we just won't. And that is what it is. Guys, I heard you talking about CBD oil in a past episode Mm -hmm. on my way to work. My stepmom uses it for her arthritis. She usually gets hers from Pet Value instead of driving to wherever there happens to be a pot shop. Okay, you can get CBD oil just about anywhere. Anywhere. That's the thing. It's not because people were saying, you said there was none in the region, but I know a place, uh, some herbal, wonderful place in Cambridge, apparently, and I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the business, whatever. But that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about like a pot shop. Pot shops sell it. Theirs tend to have a little more THC in them. Mm -hmm. So it all depends what you can handle. If you want more THC, if you want to catch a little buzz off of your CBD oil, go to the pot shops. If you just want pure CBD oil for its health benefits, which for whatever reason we're not allowed to say, even though we all know it, I guess there's not enough science behind it to say that it's good for you. So, I mean, I don't fucking know. I've experienced good health benefits from it. So there you go. Can we talk about the teacher strike for a second? Oh, do you want to go there? Yeah, you know what? Okay, I mean, go for it. I have friends in the media that are really taking a shit kicking on social media right now. Sorry, not just in the media, also people that work for the government. Mm-hmm. And and people are all over them. And it's a concerted effort. I, I have a feeling there's some sort of a war room set up by the unions and they're going after people who they feel are not friendly to them. Mm-hmm. And really, I don't think that's fair. Uh, everybody is entitled to an opinion, and and whether it's uh, in favor of the, the unions or in favor of the government, everybody should be able to have their say. But I asked a legitimate question this morning. How many days of school can kids miss before we have to extend the school year into the summer? Which has happened before. 
Hasn't it? I don't remember it ever happening. Okay. So how long before we have to extend the school year into July or cancel March break or cancel some PA days and get kids back in class? Or are they just going to flat out not make up all the stuff they're missing? Because if it's about the kids and both sides say it's about the kids, how can we honestly pass them to next year knowing that they didn't do the entire section on Mm -hmm. fractions or knowing they didn't do the entire section on uh, Canadian history, the War of 1812. How can we pass them without them having done that? It doesn't make sense to me. So I don't see how we can't extend the school year. I'm not sure. I remember a strike. It was a long strike when I was in elementary school. and You mean this isn't the first one? I know. It's what? literally happened to every government in Ontario every government. since uh, Bob Ray. But I'm trying to remember, I-, I can't think back. I was in, again, it was grade school, so I don't remember what they did. But I remember being away for long enough that my parents ended up buying, you know, those um, scholars kind of booklets so we could continue to at least try to learn or get educated during this strike time because they felt like they needed to do something. And it had been three, four weeks at that point. Like, come on. So I'm not sure what they ended up doing or what the right answer is, depending on how long this carries out for. But it seems as though it's going, it's not going to stop tomorrow. <laughs> well, I don't think. Nobody is going to respond in public, it seems, because I did tag the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario and I did tag the education minister. I got a DM. Guys, the Education Act says the instructional year is comprised of 194 school days, which includes... PA days. Each board has an absence threshold. Some boards, it's 20 days before they enlist social work. At a certain point of strike action, that direction to extend the school year, for example, would have to come from the Ministry of Education. But that would cause pure outrage. I don't foresee that happening at all. They also wouldn't keep kids back. Can you imagine the parents' backlash if a kid that was supposed to be going into grade six next year has to redo grade five because of the teacher strike? They can't do that. I don't think they can hold them back either, but at some point they have to learn the things that are mandated they need to learn. It might make the most sense to continue into the summer. And that's not great for parents either. Parents don't want to hear that either. To know that, you know what I mean, they had their own... Their plans and whatnot and all. Everybody's plans are going to change if they do this. But everyone's plans are changing now. So it sucks. Next week, there will be another province-wide strike. Each board is going to be hit by one rotating strike a week. So that's two days a week that kids are missing. I haven't added up how many days they've missed so far. In addition to the absences that they have because they're sick or because of appointments. But I got to think we're getting real close to that 20 days where someone's going to have to step in and make a decision here. Yeah. I'm also hearing low key. I don't think this has been published yet that at least one union has told their members that starting next week, they are not allowed to do anything that they haven't been originally scheduled to do. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that if a teacher is sick and there's no supply available, it's not like another teacher could step in and take that class, which means that it all falls on to Uh, The administrators and I don't know, like, can can they bring in uh, people from the Ministry of Education, the Board of Education? I don't know how they're going to do that, but that's going to be pretty chaotic if you need uh, the principal, for example, 
to look after four different classrooms. Right. That's going to be nuts. Well, it's already causing issues during the school. So when kids are in school, it's an issue. And a a girlfriend of mine clarified because I asked, what exactly do you mean you haven't gotten stuff done yet? She said, well, with work to rule, the teachers can't go into school until it's 30 minutes before bell time. They got to scoot out 15 minutes after the bell, no later. We're not getting everything done that we need to be doing. She told me that. She said, I'm behind. The kids aren't even learning probably as well as they should be or what they should be because of my prep times decreased. And guess what? All eyes are on you as a teacher. If you want to try to, oh no, you know, I'm going to try to stay an hour after the bell today and see what I can get done. Because they shame nope. each other. That's exactly it. She said, and, and I won't, she said, in a way, I felt bullied. I had to scoot out 15 minutes later. So now I don't feel prepared for my class and all my materials are at school and there's nothing I can do. I can only go in 30 minutes before the bell, even though I'd like to go in an hour before the bell. Can't do that on this work to rule. I don't say this lightly, but I kind of feel a little bad for the English Catholic teachers in this because they haven't had nearly as many walkout days as the public school elementary teachers or even the secondary school teachers. But they all get lumped into one thing. It's another strike day by the teachers. It's that generic headline that you see and so on and so forth. And I'm, I do it too. I say, hey, there's another teacher strike today. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe it's easier to not clarify. But this one is Ontario Elementary. And then the next one is uh, English Secondary. And then the next one is French. And then the next one's English Catholic mm-hmm. Elementary. So the Ontario English Catholic OECTA union seems to be wearing a lot that they didn't necessarily do. So I kind of feel bad for them because they're all taking a pounding from people. There's people who are very for this strike. They say they're for the teachers. And there's people that are very pro-government in this and anti-union that are saying F the teachers, basically. And there's a lot of people wearing it that really had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are on strike are all working off of strike pay. Like how much how much are you going to lose before this before this is a lose lose proposition, even if you do get the two percent? These are all open ended questions and you're welcome to answer us by DM. Just find us on Instagram, shoot us a message and we'll read your comments in the After 9 podcast. There seems to be just a lot of confusion all around. So DMs are always great because it's nice to have an inside perspective. I hear from some people it's about the kids in a classroom size. The other people it's about the money. I'm honestly confused as to what's going on. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> I don't know. But I also don't understand why we have not yet said the public has a right to know. There are so many people being inconvenienced by this. Teachers are losing money. Parents are losing money because of daycare costs and inconvenience and driving around and yada, yada, yada. We're just going to make these negotiations mandatory. Nobody leaves the table until it's worked out. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be live streamed. So you can go to, uh, I don't know, YouTube.com slash Ontario government and watch the negotiations happen. And let's just put everything on the table and, and get rid of all the myths and all the rumors that are floating out there. Because and, there's a lot. And see who's telling the truth. Put it all out there. Yeah. Let's see where we stand right now. And it's funny because both sides say, well, at least the union side said, sure, we'd be open to that. But I don't know that they actually would be open to that. I think there'd be some restrictions. And the government, I don't think, can consent to that because I think it's part of the arrangement that they can't do that. So I don't know why this needs to be done behind closed doors, but it really is time for parents to get some answers because... The parents are the ones who are really, really confused. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, Let's move on to something else here. You ever stolen anything at work? Like, I mean, actually stolen something. Like, you know what? I need a new printer at home. I'm taking that. (laughs) 
No. Wheel Not the really. Xerox into the back of your Honda? I don't think it counts. Uh, no, I don't think anything that I would have um, taken or borrowed from an office would ever count. No, nothing like that. No, no, no. I did take a water jug once. Like one of the full big water jugs? Yeah. So- How did you think you could get out the door Nobody said anything. Inconspicuously with that. Nobody said a word. It was almost like they figured, oh, this is a fairly normal thing for Scott to do. <laughs> well, you know what they say. If you act like you're supposed to be doing it, nobody will notice. Sure. Maybe they just assumed, oh, I guess somebody told him to take the water. Yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe somebody said he could. Nobody questioned it. And I did take the empty bottle back about six weeks later. And uh, here you go. You can have your deposit for this water jug. But yeah, I took it. That was the extent of it, though. It was like a $9 water jug. And I think they owed me money anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, a new employee at a gas station in New Jersey stole more than $17,000 worth of stuff in his first shift last month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did he ta- What did he take? What's worth that much in there? He was hired at a gas station in Hamden, New Jersey last month. On his first shift, he stole lottery tickets, uh-huh. 89 cartons of cigarettes, and cash. How do you do, uh, what, how did he not think that he'd get busted? How do you do that? He knew he'd get busted, right? Is that the case where he was just like hoping to just bail and never be seen again? That was the plan. So he took his employment folder with him so they didn't have much on the guy. And Uh-oh, ha- letting him have access to that is a mistake num- numero uno, though, from the employer's side. Here's the thing, though. You could, if you're one of those those sick individuals, go in and rob a gas station and pull out the gun and bandana over your face, dark clothes, the Give whole thing. Give me all the smokes. Give me all your money. And I want the cigarettes too. <laughs> right. You could do that. Or you could just apply for a job there and they're going to think, oh, this person's great. They're just going to leave you alone. And once you're alone, oh, I'm just going to help myself to 89 cartons of cigarettes, print off as many lottery tickets as I can, grab the money out of the till and peace out. It was like a a semi-condoned robbery. I mean, they invited the the guy in. It's not a bad angle, really. Well, but not that com- I'm encouraging but hang, it. Hang but- on here. No, hang on. Do they not have cameras everywhere, though? Even if, let's say, there was only one copy of his employment record, which again is a huge mistake by the employer, and the fact that he had access to those records is a mistake by the employer. There's fucking cameras everywhere at gas stations. Yeah. They've released his picture. They know him. They have video of him doing it. Yeah. And his picture's out there. But they don't know much more than the guy's first name, maybe, because he stole his employment folder. And they've got a picture of what he looks like. That's it. But either way, he's got a lot of cash and he can smoke for a long time. So he hasn't been caught yet. No. Haven't caught the guy. That's incredible to me. Until he runs out of smokes, then he'll come. He'll come and knock. And <laughs> yeah, I'd he'll, like to he'll reapply pop up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hiring? Wait a minute. Wait, I applied at Petro. Now I'm gonna try Esso. <laughs> Have you ever looked at your dog's food and thought, I wonder if that's good? Like, I wonder what it tastes like. Oh, oh, taste wise, no. The smell turns me off completely. He seems to like it, but it's gross. So, a guy, his name is Mitch Felderhoff decided he was going to eat dog food for an entire month. (laughs) It was his company that made the dog food. And he thought, I got to try this. I want to see what it would do for me. Because we advertise, you know, it's full of vitamins and nutrients. My coat will be so shiny. (laughs) (laughs) He says the beginning was tough and he missed the taste of normal food. Mm -hmm. But now at the end of the 30 days, he feels... 
pretty fantastic. And he lost 30 pounds. Yeah, because he doesn't want to eat that much of it. He says, we're not going to feed your dog something unless we've eaten it first. So he did. That's, you know what? I'm kind of impressed. The first four days were really tough. Not going to lie. I feel pretty fantastic now with the exception of missing the flavor of normal food. But I've lost 30 pounds. That's the quote from the owner. Can I tell you, that's a good endorsement. I feel like... I should find out what dog food company that is and give that to my dog. My fat little dog. (laughs) Did he say what he ate? Could he add things? Like, did he eat it like cereal? Could he at least throw some milk in there? Well, I don't think he stuck his face in a fucking bowl, but I'm pretty sure that he just plopped it on the plate. That little gelatin look. Oh, it's like it was sloppy stuff. It wasn't the hard niblets. I think it was wet food. Okay. Like, so sometimes, it, you know what, though? Sometimes it looks like stew, and it kind of smells like stew. And you wonder, maybe it tastes maybe like stew? Maybe it's not bad. But I've never gone that far as to, to shovel that in my mouth. Nope, nope, nope. Story out of Ottawa, Ontario. Capital of Canada. For you American listeners, free geography lesson for you. There's a guy in Ottawa going through a messy divorce. He was ordered to pay his wife a lot of money for spousal support and for child support. Guy didn't like that. He was also ordered, until this is all resolved, not to sell any of his businesses and not to sell any of the properties. If he did, it needed judicial clearance. This guy was arguing through the whole process. In what could possibly be the most petty thing ever, This guy claims he did sell a business and he did sell a building, worked out to about a million dollars. He says he withdrew it and set it on fire so that he wouldn't have to give it to his ex-wife. Uh-huh. Wow. Now, here's the thing. About a million dollars Canadian, he did not film it, and there were no witnesses that saw him burn this money. The judge says, I find that very unlikely that you didn't film it. There was no one around. There's really no evidence whatsoever that you burned that money. Because he's the one telling them this, right? It's not like it's coming from someone else. He just said, this is what I did? Yep. Okay. He he just went to the judge and says, there's no money to give her. I burned it. Burned a million dollars. This is what he claims. So the judge called bullshit on this. He said, you understand that's hard to believe. I'm sentencing you to 30 days in jail to rethink what happened to that money. He's also finding him $2,000 a day that goes directly to the ex-wife to see if he comes forward and says, okay, I didn't actually burn the money or the money's hidden in an offshore account or wherever it is that he's stashing this money. But that's a great length to go to to try and avoid paying your ex. Well, how fucking ridiculous is it, though, that they have kids? You mentioned child support. Part of it is child support, Dude, yeah. It's supposed to go to your kids. What kind of an evil person does that? And I know, obviously, maybe your wife maybe your wife was a terrible person. Maybe she put you through a lot of emotional crap, and it was a terrible relationship, and she cheated on you, and the worst of the worst of the worst. You still have kids with that person, mm-hmm. and you should still be supporting those children. Yeah. And the fact that you burned their money, man, that's That's bad. Okay, let me give you a for instance. We've all heard about these professional athletes, and yeah, they make millions of dollars. They, in the past, have been ordered to pay, for example, one case I remember, somebody was ordered to pay like $20,000 a month 
mm-hmm. in child support. Mm-hmm. We all know it does not cost anywhere close to $20,000 a month to raise a child. No, we'd all be broke. Should you have to pay what it costs to raise the child? Maybe a little bit extra because you have means? Or should you have to give up everything you've worked for and give it to the kids or to your ex to spend on the kids? Well, what they usually do is they work on it by lifestyle, which is the same way that they figure out spousal support. So that particular person that you've left or you're leaving or is leaving you, you or left you is used to and accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Can't the same maybe be said for the kids that they're accustomed to a certain lifestyle that they were used to getting uh, money spent on them? Is it not similar? Okay. I don't know anybody who spends $20,000 a month on their kid. But could some of that be savings towards their children? And we're talking about rich people things, though. Of rich course, people they, Of course. Of course people regularly don't spend twenty grand on their kid. But rich people might put away, you know, fifteen grand a mo- month, which is ridiculous, <laughs> for their kids' imagine? savings and things like that. But if that's what the judge has worked out, I assume that's what happens, right? The yep. judge works out the, the number, then they assume this is how much the kid should be getting. This is what they should be accustomed to based on whatever calculation they use. And I'm not sure what that exact calculation is. In a lot of cases, it's not a one size fits all type formula. And there has to be some interpretation and some thought put into this. I get it. But I'll tell you, there's no shortage of people out there that really feel like they got screwed in their divorce, that Mm -hmm. it's not equitable and that they're paying for something that they wouldn't even have been paying for if they were still in the relationship. I get it. And then there's a lot of tax advantages for one and disadvantages for another. I get that, too. There's a lot of people quietly. And again, it's not something you see in the news every day, but these divorces happen every single day in courtrooms across the country. There's a lot of people that want to see serious reform put into how divorces are done. Or we could just go back to a theory that got floated not that long ago. Maybe a marriage should be like a car lease. You don't get married for life anymore. You get married for an initial five years. And after five years, you can renew renew the lease. (laughs) You can buy it out or you can walk away and get a newer model. Maybe it should be like that. And it's all set in stone. If you choose to walk away, this is what the person gets. This is what you get. Everybody's happy. You sell this, you do that. You know what else would solve the problem is mandatory prenups. Mandatory, figure out in advance what happens just in case. Mm -hmm. You should also, mandatory, have to have a will. Mandatory. I completely agree with you. It should be the law. Yeah. I don't understand why some of those common sense things haven't been done yet. Uh, there is a Christian activist that's going to sue the NFL because Shakira and J-Lo's Super Bowl halftime performance endangered his internal soul, eternal soul. He got a little excited and he didn't want to get excited, but he did get excited. Yeah. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, Christian activist Dave Daubenmeyer is taking things to a new level. On a podcast, he said that he plans to sue the NFL because the halftime show threatens to prevent him from getting into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> I think we ought to sue, he says. Would that have to <laughs> would that halftime show would that have been rated PG? Question mark. Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there any warning <laughs> about what he was gonna see that might cause him to get sexually excited? 
He would have found something to get him sexually excited if it didn't pop up on the screen. Newsflash. Viewing what you put on that screen put me in danger of hellfire, he says. That doesn't apply here (laughs) because the right to porn overrides your right to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me there was going to be crotch shots. That's discriminatory against the value I have in my home. Mm -hmm. You can't just do that. I want to sue them. Okay, so this will go nowhere if he sues. I think we we all know that. Should there have been a warning on it? Hang on, though. Hang on here. Tell me. I'm a parent. This guy is a parent. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, this guy's ridiculous to me. But anyway, you're a parent. It's your responsibility to figure out what you're about to watch. And if you have to do research on Jennifer Lopez and Shakira and what they look like, you do it. You figure out if it's best for your 12-year-old child or not. That's your friggin' job. It's not the NFL's job. That's your job. Then why do other shows have warnings on them? Profanity, nudity, violence. But there was no nudity. Arguably. What? I'm just playing devil's advocate here, by the way. I don't want this poor fucker to go to hell just because he watched Shakira dancing. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) However it was she did it. That's what threw him over the edge. Was it the... (laughs) Oh, shit. I did it. I'm going to hell for sure. No, it's always the parent's responsibility. This guy's a complete moron. He should have known. And by the way, there's 15. Did you watch the Super Bowl? There was 15 or 16 little flashes in the corner or the commentator saying it. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are to come. There's photos of them, things. You're you're a fucking parent. Parent. If you think it's not going to be good for your child, guess what, kid? We're going to shut this off and do some math homework while the fucking halftime show's on because I'm the shittiest parent on earth. I'd like to know why he watched the whole thing. I've been in the car when my kids were younger and I've heard something on the radio or I saw something on TV and I thought, "Eh, I probably don't want them watching or hearing this. And I make a decision as a parent, okay, I'm going to turn that off. Seems like this fucking guy watched the whole thing start to finish with a raging (laughs) heart on. Worried that his kid had one, too, and thought, I'm going to fucking sue because I'm going to hell now. Now I've got a boner. Oh, fuck, what do I do with it? When this boner goes down, we're going to court. (laughs) Praise Jesus. This guy's an idiot. This guy's an idiot. (laughs) Call Jesus as a witness. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Who's your witness? Jesus. Seriously. God made... Tits and ass, okay? Just get over it. Get (laughs) over it. Uh, Finally, there's a restaurant in London, England that has got an idea for Valentine's Day. And they're doing this in part for charity and in part as a service and in part as a social experiment. Uh They say they're going to donate the money they raise from this and it's only 25 bucks a ticket. But on Valentine's Day, they're going to charge... $25 for people to come in and have dinner at their restaurant. It's called 241. Four is the number. Two and one are written out. So you go in as a single on Valentine's Day. And they want you to love yourself. So instead of fawning over your Valentine's date, you will be seated in front of a mirror to have dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? Mm -hmm. Eating, watching yourself eat. That's weird. That's weird. I've never done that in my life before. No, neither have I. Like, sat in front of a mirror to eat. 
That's weird. But you're supposed to be paying for this. You're going to pay for it, and you're going to have dinner just like it's a Valentine's date, but there's no one actually there. The other person is you, and they want you to love you. Okay, I mean, it sounds neat, but it's kind of dumb at the same time. Are you paying for the check or me? Oh, wait, we're both. (laughs) It's so funny. When I move my arm, you move your arm. (laughs) But there's a twist. It is a social experiment, so what they're going to do is On the other side of that mirror, there's going to be a real live person. And after dinner, they're going to take the mirror away and you're going to see the other person. So after loving yourself for the first two courses, hopefully not in a (laughs) literal sense. sounds wrong, right? (laughs) Excuse me, I got to put my leg up. (laughs) I'm going to need this table too. Excuse me. (laughs) Need a lot of room. So after loving yourself through the app and the You're using that pepper mill? There's somebody out there, maybe even listening, that has jammed a pepper mill up themselves. In any case, oh, it fucking burns. But I like it. In any case. It's one of those automatic ones that just starts spewing it out. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So. Okay, so they lift up this mirror. They lift up the mirror. And there's someone on the other side that's also been dining with a mirror. Looking at themselves. Okay. So the mirror, you can each see yourselves in the mirror. They pull it away and you have dessert together with a perfect stranger who has just gone through the same kind of surreal experience that you just went through. Neat or ridiculous? It's first, first listening to this, ridiculous. But I'm going to try to give it the benefit of the doubt here because, well, first of all, do they have reservations in advance? Yep. Because So they already know they're going to match up you know, hey, I'm a female looking for a male. They're going to match up a guy. I don't think they care who you're looking so for. So they don't give a shit. So it could be a, so I could be dining across from, if I'm single, a 65-year-old man on the other side of that mirror. In theory. I don't know how much work they put into deciding the table assignments. Okay. All right. There's a little, little child on the other side of the Oh, room. is it another Chorus Kids Day today? Yeah, it's a strike day. Oh, hi. hi. Yeah, it's nice that our company lets you bring your kids to work when this goes on. Yeah, no kidding. Except there's kids everywhere. <laughs> They're so curious. Wait, don't come too close. Don't come in yet. Wait till we're done the podcast. Um, yeah, I think that it's it's an interesting ex- experiment. I feel like pe- single people who have done a lot of maybe speed dating, as an example, who've done things like this. This is kind of like speed dating, except you only date one person and you only see them for the third course. Then why would you not give this a shot? If you've already been there, done that with the other stuff, maybe... You could find a match, but maybe not. And if they lift that mirror and you look over and you see someone else you're interested in, what if you don't want this guy, you want that guy over there? Okay, so for me, I don't like my the way I look. And I do have some insecurities about that. So I probably wouldn't look up much. If I looked up in the mirror and watched myself chewing, I would judge myself. Like, close your fucking mouth. And stupid shit like that. <laughs> maybe we should all be doing that, though. Because maybe we've developed habits over the years of us just being human. Maybe. Doing stupid shit while we're eating. It's and possible. Maybe we don't notice that we chew weird or that we, you know, whatever. Chew with our mouths open and we never realized it. And nobody ever told us. I missed a button. You've got a boog in your nose. Like something, <laughs> right? Like, shit could I'm go gonna wrong, nitpick right? the shit out of myself. Shit in my hair. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not a bad idea to do that for yourself. So after, because this is the way it would work for me, I would sit there. 
and hate yourself in this self <laughs> this self-loathing atmosphere for about an hour with my appetizer and my entree and then when they lift up that mirror if that other person even gives me a hint that they're interested yeah you're getting some let's go <laughs> checks on me Uber's waiting. Let's fucking give her. I feel like love I- me, please. <laughs> Somebody love me. Wait, you're okay with this? You're you're looking at me? You know, like you can see I missed a button and I got a boog in my nose, right? <laughs> like you can say and you're good with that. Okay. Because they probably are doing the same thing on the other side. I think so? This might actually be a weird kind of a way to really hook people up. And they're only across the table. You can't see them, but you know they're there. Maybe their scent gives something that you're allured to. Maybe uh Every now and again, you hear like a little clear the throat and you think, oh, I think I can picture what that voice sounds like. Right. Whatever. I fucking love when people clear their throat. That's fucking hot. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean, though. No, but I assume they're not going to do a completely soundproof barrier situation. So you're right. If someone's ordering their meal, I don't know if it's a preset thing and nobody talks. I I don't know. It's not love connection. (laughs) It's not. It's not. It sounds like it is. I kind of think and I hope and I think they might film this. And if they do, I'm interested to see how it turns out. It's a neat idea, I think. And that's part of the reason that I'm putting it out there. If you've got endless time to just go and piss off to England next week, try it. It's called 241. Or better yet, a restaurant somewhere in Ontario at least. Would try this. Should do it. If you're a restaurateur and you want to try it, you're going to get a ton of free promotion on this podcast and on our FM radio show if you tell us that you're doing it for Valentine's Day. And I'd probably want to go. I just want to go and watch. I just want to go and just observe. Okay, what if, another twist, you and your husband decide to go to this event together, but it's you two sitting across from each other. You know what your husband looks like. You know what he eats like. Mm -hmm. After you sat and ate that meal, staring at yourself when they lift the mirror, does that add a little spark when you see him again? Maybe it would. That's kind of neat, right? Maybe it would. Dinner with your partner, but you can't actually see them. You've got to look at yourself. After you just spent two full courses touching yourself during dinner, <laughs> self-love, they call it. <laughs> we just pop the peppermint. Okay, we can go. I got a salt shaker up my ass. What? <laughs> Sorry, hang on a second here. <laughs> uh, we can see where this goes, but not tonight because I just rubbed one out under the table. <laughs> But some other time, I'll be good no, to go I'm again. I'm spent. I had a great time, but uh, I'll sit and watch some shows. <laughs> Thank God for calamari. You can eat them with one hand. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the table's shaking on the other side. Like, what the fuck? What are, are they doing? doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even be discreet about it. Just bring a full-blown fucking vibrator with you to the table. And as soon as they put the appetizer down, <laughs> and at the very end, right before dessert, you're squeaking the window or the mirror clean. <laughs> bring, your, bring your own Windex and paper towel. <laughs> well, I'm polite at least. <laughs> Careful. We need a caution wet floor sign here, please. Waiter. Another person who doesn't understand what we meant by self-love. Jeez. Hit that subscribe button, everybody. You will get future episodes. Uh, you'll get notified when they're posted right away. You don't have to wait until the end of the day to get that notification. We got to bounce. Have a good one.